welcome you again to our morning message and thank you for joining us we're going to continue our look at overcoming overcoming things like fear and doubt and worry and even <laughs> discouragement how many of you guys have ever been disappointed show of hands how many of you have ever been disappointed it can be either be in some button something a situation maybe not even have to have been something you were involved in it could have been disappointment in the football game the other night what's who were playing was it the cubs and anybody know <coughs> we can be disappointed in things right and in our lives that disappointment has scales doesn't it there's little disappointments where we realize something isn't going that way and we go oh oh well and that's not those disappointments it's that allows fear and doubt and worry to creep in it's disappointments that begin to discourage us how many of us can honestly say we have almost been overwhelmed by a sense of discouragement where we didn't even know if it could get any better when we start to dwell in this land of discouragement that's when we get what I call the chicken little syndrome the sky is falling nothing is right nothing will ever be right and the world is doomed and honestly you look around and we might kind of feel that way but we have a sense of hope and we have faith faith in something's better something that's coming that we are looking forward to it for anticipation we'll talk about during the advent season but do you know advent literally means the coming of and we call those worship services leading up to Christmas advent because we are looking forward to the coming of Christ we're celebrating the birth of Christ and we also look forward to anticipation his second coming and that's what we're looking forward to that's our hope you know being certain of what we've hoped for knowing where our faith is and what's grounded in it but let's be honest with one another Fear, doubt, worry, discouragement, those are all human emotions that sometimes we feel are beyond our control. They are all things that we struggle with. And newsflash, if you think that you are the only one who struggles with those kind of things, that it is a new problem or that you are facing a problem that seems worse more insurmountable than someone else you would be wrong those kind of things are things that have plagued us in fact look at Psalms 42 Psalms 42 
Now we're going to focus on verse 5, but I want to take a moment just to set the tone of what the scripture is saying. Now I'm going to read this from the message paraphrase. I just like the way it flows. Be sure to follow along in the Bibles when you have. And it says, A white-tailed deer drinks from the creek. I want to drink God, deep draughts of God. I'm thirsty for God alive. I wonder, will I ever make it arrive and drink in God's presence? <laughs> now, pay attention to this last little part. I, I love especially the wording it says right here because how many of us in this next little sentence can identify? I'm on a diet of tears. Tears for breakfast, tears for supper. We ever feel like that? Or how about those naysayers who doubt our fear, doubt our faith, who try to instill fear? It says, all day long, people knock at my door pestering. Where is this God of yours? All day long, they knock at my door going, oh, Really? This God, this good God, this God who loves you, he allows this stuff to happen to you, right? Doesn't that sound like things the world says today? If God is a loving God, then where was he when this happened, right? If God is a good God, then why does bad things happen? It says, people all day long knock at my door pestering, where is this God of yours? These are the things I go over and over emptying out the pockets of my life. I was always at the head of the worshiping crowd, right out in front, leading them all, eager to arrive and worship, shouting praises, singing thanksgiving, celebrating all of us in God's feast. Kind of reminds me of the song we sang earlier. When the sun is shining down on me and the world's all as it should be, blessed be your name, right? That's why I love that song, because it doesn't end there in that song. Because it says, when I'm found in the desert place, lost in the wilderness, still I will say, blessed be your name. Verse 5. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix my eyes on God. Soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face because he's my God. When my soul is in the dumps, I rehearse everything I know of you. From Jordan's depths to Hermon's heights, including Mount Mirzra, chaos calls to chaos to the tune of white water rapids. Your breaking surf, your thundering breakers crush and cr crash and crush me. Then God promises to love me all day. Sing songs all through the night. My life is God's prayer. Then he has a moment. We kind of have our moments. Sometimes our faith can be like a roller coaster ride, right? We have those mountaintop highs. And if we're not careful, if we don't continue to grow our faith because we think, oh no, the world is great and I'm on this mountaintop high, we can hit a valley. 
And the view is different looking up from the valley than it is looking down from the mountaintop. And when we start having to look up, and it looks like a long way up, we get discouraged. Nine says, sometimes I ask God, my rock-solid God, why did you let me down? Why am I walking around in tears, harassed by enemies? They're out there for the kill, these tormentors with their obscenities, taunting day after day, where is this God of yours? But then he kind of realizes it's something again. He says it before, he says it again. Why are you down in the dumps, dear soul? Why are you crying the blues? Fix your eyes on God. And soon I'll be praising again. He puts a smile on my face. For he is my God. Another translation of Psalms 42.5 says this. Why art thou downcast, O my soul, and why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him. Like that song said, right? It's easy. It's easy for us to say, oh yes, I have faith and God is good. When we're on those mountaintop experiences. But when we start to come down from that high or heaven forbid, we find ourselves in those valleys. That's when fear, doubt, worry kick in. And we need to, be learn, we need to learn how to overcome that. We sign a scene, that progression in Psalms 42, where he goes, I asked myself this. You know, I asked God, where were you? Why do you let these people speak out against you? Why do you let them bombard me like this? And then he goes, but then I say, soul, what's your problem? Why are you discouraged? Why are you allowing fear to override your faith? And he bounces back. And he overcomes fear with faith. And that's what we need to be able to do, to triumph and to overcome discouragement, doubt, fear, worry. We need to be able to overcome it with faith. And there's four ways we're going to do that. We don't give in to it. We don't give out with it. <laughs> don't get down from it. And don't give up through it. Don't give in to it. Don't give out with it. Don't get down from it, and don't give up through it. And we're going to break those down and look at them. All right. Don't give into it. Look at James chapter 4. James chapter 4.
Now this says, James 4, 7, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The message phrases it this way. So let God work his will in you and yell aloud no to the devil and watch him scamper. And further in 8 it says, say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Don't give into it. Sometimes discouragement and overcoming discouragement can be as simple as saying no. It's like they say, when you get up in the morning, there's two ways to look at it. Two ways to look at the world every time you get up in the morning. You get up and put your feet on the ground, and you can say, and you can greet the day one of two ways. You can greet it with a way that sometimes I feel like greeting it myself. Good God, it's morning. How many of us have ever felt like that? Dude, I was kind of feeling like that this morning. I did not want to get up. When the alarm went off, I said to myself, Good God, it's morning. Right? The bed was comfortable. Underneath the blankets was warm because it was a little chilly in the house because we're finally getting that fall weather. But it was warm last night, so I left the air on. So when I got up this morning, the house was cold. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, good God, it's morning already. But that's giving into it. There's a second way we can greet the morning, greet each new day a gift from God. And it's simply, we get up in the morning. Good God, it is morning. And we're saying it as a saying, a praise for him for giving us another day. Because, hey, <laughs> nobody said that we were going to get up this morning. It wasn't guaranteed to us. And so the fact that we open our eyes in the morning and we're taking a breath, you know, when we sit up in bed, we put our feet on the ground, we can go, oh, good God, it is morning already. How are you looking at it, though? How many of us give in to that negativity? The first step of overcoming a life of discouragement, of getting out of that pit, is just to change your mindset and not give in to it. Exert our willpower. Determination and faith will bring God's power. out in us and help us James 1:12 says anyone who meets a testing challenge hedge on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate for such persons loyally in love with God the reward is life and more life now we talked about hope hope being essential hope and faith helping us overcome fear and doubt and worry don't give in to it don't give in to the negativity. 
James 1.12 says, hey, meet any challenge thrown your way head on. In faith believing, stick it out. Knowing that God has got this. And when you do, huh, your reward is life and more life. Your reward is eternal life. Stick it out. Don't give in. Second, don't give out with it. Some people are just negative people, right? We all have that friend. We have that saying, what is it, negative Nancy? Yep. Where they are pessimistic to the core. I used to know somebody, and I told them, I go, you're not just a glass half empty kind of person. You're a glass half empty, and your cup has a hole. <laughs> because they were always dwelling in such a spirit of negativity. And whenever they talked, they would talk that negativity out. If you hang out with negative people, your outlook shifts. If all you are surrounded by is negativity and you don't make a change, it brings you down. And honestly, if you're surrounded by negative people, you need to find a positive friend. Because you alone should not place that burden on yourself of trying to change their mind. That's for God to convict them of. You pray for them and maybe even offer to pray with them. But it's not up to you alone to change their whole view of the world. Because if you take that undertaking on yourself, you may end up discouraged. Because you're not going to be able to do it on your own power. It's through the Lord and his strength and in his power that we are able to overcome anything. Especially a spirit of negativity like that. Be positive. Look for good, not the bad. Talk optimistically. Don't be a glass, half-empty kind of person. Don't even be a realist that goes, <laughs> the glass has water in it, end of story. But kind of think of it as, hey, the glass already has water in it, and guess what? It's going to rain. And then what happens? The glass is full, and we have all the water we ever need, right? Change how you look at things. Celebrate God all day, every day. Revel in him. Make it as clear as you can to all you meet that you're on their side, working with them and not against them. Help them see that the master is about to arrive and that he could show up any minute. Sounds really nice, right? That was Philippians 4, 4 and 5. Celebrate God every day, all day. 
really dwell in him, revel in him. Earlier in Sunday school, we said that, you know, faith is not necessarily about religion, it's about relationship. A religion with God sounds really weird saying it that way. A relationship with God makes sense. So really enjoy your relationship with a loving God and make it clear to all those you meet that, hey, you're on their side. God loves them and so do you kind of thing. Help them to see, hey, you have a reason to be hopeful. God's coming. And he's coming to take his children home. And you, if you want, could be his child. You don't have to be alone. But to be ready, because he could show up any minute, right? But guard your mouths. Don't ever partake in a pity party. You guys know what this is, right? My parents used to do this to me whenever I complained about not getting what I wanted. It's the world's smallest violin. Don't let our disappointment in what the life world brings to us spew out around others so that we, heaven forbid, become a sense of discouragement. We may all have friends who are negative Nancys, but Lord, Lord help us that we are never that friend. We don't give into it. We don't give out with it. And don't get down with it. I have a favorite song I like to listen to whenever I feel a little discouraged. You know, in my uniform as an officer, I always wear my hair up, which is why maybe this song is one of my favorites. Because after a while, the bobby pins start to poke me in the head. So one of my favorite songs says, you can let your hair down, but you got to keep your head up. Don't get down. It's the problem with discouragement and negativity. It bottoms us out. We've seen people, you know, they walk with their heads looking down to the ground. They may even be afraid to make eye contact with other people. They walk with their eyes pointed towards the ground, shuffling their feet. Because inside they feel so beaten down by what the world has done to them. But here's the thing. No matter what life has thrown our way. We are being protected. And we have a reason to hope and a reason to hold our head high. Look at Psalms 3.
Psalms 3 verse 3 says this. But you, Lord, are a shield around me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. You are a shield around me, and the one who lifts up my head. The message says it. But you, God, shield me on all sides. You ground my feet, and you lift my head high. Reminds me of the other song we sang, right? I know who goes before me. I know who stands behind. The God of angels, armies, is always by my side, right? He reigns forever, and he is a friend of ours. When we can call ourselves children of God, when we can call God our friend, then why ever should our heads be hanging low? Verse 4 says, With all my might I shout up to God, and he answers thunder from the holy mountain. He hears us when we call, and he answers. Don't allow it. Don't allow fear, doubt, worry, negativity, discouragement to get you down. But to hold your head up high. Remember to pray and to believe in the word of God. Our faith is essential in being able to keep our head held high. Jude 24 says this. Now to him who is able to protect you from stumbling and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless and with great joy. So he prevents us from stumbling and makes us stand in the presence of his glory blameless. What a thing to look forward to. Believing. Not allowing him to, allowing things of this world to get us down, but believing in faith. That whatever life throws at us can be overcome through God. Through our faith in him that we can be able to stand before him blameless. Because that's sometimes why people hold their head down, right? Fear of what people may say about them. Shame. That they don't think they're worthy to meet the eyes of other people. But when we believe in God, when we love him, when we're in a relationship with God, we put our faith and our trust in him. We've overcome those things through his strength. We are blameless in his eyes. And he's the only one allowed to judge us. He is the only one whose judgment even matters. So keep your head up. Don't let it get you down. And finally, <laughs> don't give up. Right? I've been watching Dancing with the Stars. Anyone else watching Dancing with the Stars? 
Laura Hernandez is on it. Now, you may not know that name unless you were watching the Olympics. She was on Team USA. She had a habit before every exercise. And I caught her saying it a couple of times on TV. You could see her lips move. Where she was giving herself a little pep talk. You got this. I got this. And then she'd do her routine. You know? Nike has a slogan. Kind of tells people, hey, don't worry about fear, just do it. Right? But sometimes when stuff gets rough, and that's admitted, most of us have been there. We've all been there. Things get a little dreary looking, and we're done. Right? We're fed up. We've had it. Anyone's parents ever said, I've had it up to here? And you would hold your hand above your head, meaning, you know what? You're drowned in it, and you're done. That's what it would mean when you would hold your hand up like this over your head. That whatever it was has drowned you. You were completely surrounded by it to the point where you couldn't even put your head above water. Anyone ever been like that? Anyone almost ever drowned? As someone who does not swim, let me tell you, the moment that water closes over your head, it gets a little scary. And you start to panic. And they'll tell you, don't breathe. I mean, who breathes water, right? But let me tell you, the moment that water is over your head, you just start gasping for air anyway. You panic. And sadly enough, sometimes people give up. Let me tell you the story about these rodents. Two different sets. They took both sets and they placed them in water. Right? The first set, after a while, just kept swimming. You know, just keep swimming. But after a while, they gave out and they had to, to rescue them because they stopped swimming. They gave up. Second set, every now and then, even though they were in the water for about the same time, they'd get a break and they'd get lifted up. Then they get placed back down. They'd get lifted up and they get placed back down. And interestingly enough, with the second group that was getting a break, they found that they were able to go longer in between the breaks and they kept swimming. Why? Because they didn't give up because they hoped, hey, in the past, somebody stepped in and saved us. We just kept swinging long enough. Then rescue is going to come. And so they kept swimming. They didn't give up. 
But we've all had moments in our lives when we've said that, right? I've had it up to here. I can't take no more. I quit. I'm done. We've ever uttered those words? And what do we speak them out of? Anger, frustration, even fear of failure, right? We're just done. We don't want to deal with it anymore. Life is too hard. Let me burst a bubble, even my own, right now, right here. You are not the only one who thinks life is hard. (laughs) And sad enough, you may think that your life is the hardest thing you will ever experience, and it may be the hardest thing that you ever experience, but it is not the hardest thing somebody out there has ever experienced. Your struggle is not the hardest struggle. I mean, dude, Jesus came to earth, was healing people, knew what he had come to earth to do, and these people were spitting on him and taunting him and abusing him, and he still went to the cross to suffer and die for them. And we just get a little frustrated when things don't go our way. And we're done. Jesus was so stressed in the Garden of Gethsemane that he actually cried blood. Scientifically, do you know the duress your body has to be under? When he is praying in the Garden of Gethsemane, he cries tears of blood. And scientifically, the duress that your body has to be under... Severe. The mental anguish. Have you ever cried tears of blood? Don't give up. Matthew ten twenty two. If you think that being a Christian is a popular choice, that it's going to get you all kinds of friends, fame, and fortune, Jesus kind of tells you you're wrong. Matthew 10, 22 says, You will be hated by everyone. Straight to the point. You're going to be hated by everyone. Because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be delivered. You will be hated by everyone. But the one who endures to the end shall be delivered, shall be saved. The question is, can we do it? The answer, not on our own. 
but through the strength of the Lord, we can definitely overcome whatever life tries to throw at us. Keep on keeping on, right? We're going to sing that song again, Whom Shall I Fear? And as we sing it, we're just going to have a time of prayer and commitment that we can overcome whatever is coming our way. We can overcome whatever is happening to whatever life is throwing at us, whatever craziness. And so, as this music plays, we invite you to come.